All right, Alexander, let's uh, do a follow-up video on the situation in uh, Guyana with Venezuela. We've had the referendum as expected. It was in favor of uh, Maduro and uh, Venezuela's plan to, to annex this, this part of Guyana, a huge part of, uh, of Guyana, I think two-thirds of, of the territory. And uh, as we said in our first video on this topic, um, a lot of this, if not all of this, is connected to, to the discovery of, uh, and, the, and the extraction of uh, oil off the coast of Guyana or what Venezuela sees off their uh, waters, or that's, that's the dispute, I guess, that's, that we're, we're uh, heading into. And uh, we've seen troop movements now as well, uh, even though I get the sense that Maduro doesn't want a military intervention in Guyana. We are seeing troops, Venezuelan troops, moving to the border. Guyana has issued uh, a statement essentially uh, asking the United States to get involved. And Maduro, from what I understand, he is trying to to see various uh, members of the BRICS nations. I imagine he's he's looking for for advice as to as to how to approach this because uh, Maduro uh, is in a difficult position. Uh, there would be people that argue that he was pushed into this this position with Guyana. Uh, with Exxon in the United States, and perhaps the U.S. sees an opening with regards to uh, to Guyana, Venezuela, and the energy resources in the region. And so there is the argument that uh, Maduro was was pushed into this, but um, it's a tough situation for him. Um, it's a very it's a very tough. If the U.S. does get involved. It's a, it's a very very tough situation, and I go back to what we said. On, in our previous program, that if you if you were to speak to him, I think he would tell you that he has been manoeuvred into this situation. I mean, that this has been deliberately set up in the way that it has been, in order to put him in a very difficult situation indeed. Can I just say, first of all, if we go to Venezuela, the important thing to understand is that there is, across the board, full support for the Venezuelan government on this position. It isn't just that this uh, referendum turned out to be overwhelmingly in Venezuela, in the government's favour, but it seems even the opposition political parties in Venezuela, who, as we know, are highly critical of Maduro. Anyway, they back the government on this issue. So this is, a, this is an issue which unites Venezuelans. Um, there's also, so on the one hand, I mean, it's politically impossible for Maduro. It's very difficult. I mean, well, I didn't say impossible, but I mean, I can't imagine that he would want to back down. And if he did back down, if he allowed this oil exploration, this, this work on the oil fields to continue with Exxon, then um, I think that he would suffer severe political damage in Venezuela as well. Secondly, it's clear to me that there is a great deal of disinformation or misinformation going on. I mean, I was reading the other day that Venezuela has mobilized its army and is transferring, you know, its entire army to the border of Guyana. Now, it may eventually come to that, but I understand that those reports are at the very least premature. 
I mean, Venezuela, the Venezuelan government has not up to this point said that it is intending to resolve the situation through military means. That, that, that isn't what they've been actually, as of now, threatening to do. But they do want the situation resolved. And Maduro has said that oil companies and other companies in this region need to stop their work within three months. Now, three months gives a fair amount of time for a diplomatic resolution to this. And it seems that he does want to get all the BRICS states alongside. Brazil, it turns out, has also got territories in this region which are contested. The borders here have never been fully defined. And um, Lula is obviously observing the situation very closely. There is apparently a history of personal tension between Maduro and Lula. They're not friends, and that may be a complicating matter. But Venezuela does have friends. It seems that Maduro wants to go to Moscow, and probably will soon. And he will be meeting with Putin there. He will also no doubt be in touch with the Chinese. And um, I think that quite likely we are going to see uh, a BRICS diplomatic initiative. And what will happen, I presume, is that the Chinese and the Russians will speak to the Brazilians, try to get the Brazilians on side, and they will try to defuse that. Whereas Guyana, as you rightly said, is calling on the United States. And of course, that does make you wonder whether that was the intention all along. Now, you go back a couple of months. If you remember, the Biden administration had got in touch with Venezuela then. And they said that they would um, ease sanctions in return for certain political concessions by Venezuela, ease sanctions on Venezuela's oil industry in return for certain political concessions by the uh, Maduro government. And that seemed to be a deal. And it looked like it was intended to facilitate export of oil from Venezuela. And we know that the administration is generally worried about the oil market. Russian oil is now trading at over $60 a barrel. The oil sanctions haven't worked. America's strategic reserve of oil has been massively depleted. Oil prices at the moment are um, slipping because of the economic problems in Europe and perhaps potentially the United States as well. But the US would like the buffer of Venezuelan oil coming back into the oil trade in a big way. And that seemed to be the agreement then, except that that agreement appears to have unraveled. It seems it was never popular with some people in the United States. There were also problems implementing it in Venezuela itself, or so I understand. On this aspect, I'm not going to get into details because, to be flat frank, I simply don't know. So, given that this is so, given that the US does want access to, does want to facilitate trade in Venezuelan oil. I do wonder whether perhaps this isn't an attempt to start some kind of regime change operation in Venezuela by drawing the Maduro government 
into a conflict with Guyana, which will either result in US intervention or alternatively into a situation where Maduro is forced to back down and his political position in Venezuela is undermined. Now, this is a bit speculative, but it's not the, it is the kind of thing that neocons do. Yeah, um, that, that's why Maduro is probably making a good call by, um, by getting in touch with, with, say, the Chinese or the Russians. Yes, I mean, I something, something, needs some counsel on this. And, and, and I think a key, a key move that needs to be made is, is for Brazil and, and for Venezuela to, to engage. Absolutely. I mean, exactly. I mean, some things aren't going his way. Um, Guyana, backed by the Western powers, made an application to the International Court of Justice in The Hague for an injunction to prevent, to prohibit the um, Venezuelan referendum going ahead. And the ICJ refused to do that. They said they had no jurisdiction to do it. It's internal Venezuelan matter. And apparently they refused another request from Guyana for an injunction on a different aspect of this crisis. So, you know, he's got some things going his way. He's not done anything yet which um, violates international law. Um, but, you know, when you get reports about Venezuela mobilising, deploying its army, readying for war, which are, to be clear again, well ahead of events, that does make one wonder whether somebody isn't working hard to construct a narrative of a Venezuelan aggression. And we know who the great narrative creators are. Yeah, it, w- it would be a disaster, I, th- I would imagine. It would be a, perhaps even a, a fatal mistake for Maduro to actually start a military intervention. Well, yes, I, I don't think that would I be my, that's my, my hunch. But I think that yeah. I think that is right. But I mean, bear, bear something in mind. Um, if this is another attempt, which I think it might be to, you know, start another neocon war. Neocon wars always end badly <laughs> in the end. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to um, go forward and try to work out what might happen if there was a war in this part of the Americas and the US were to become involved. But I can say for a fact that some countries in the region, Brazil being one, would certainly not be happy. So I, I can easily see that if some people in Washington think that a nice little war in the Americas might help the United States and the administration out of some of its difficulties, I can easily see how it might make them worse. All right, so uh, Maduro, what he wants, ultimately he wants uh, Exxon, Exxon out. Right? Yes, I th- think this is right. Out. I think this so, is right. I don't think, ha, I don't yeah, think ha, this is a difficult problem to solve, actually. Yeah, how do I you mean, solve it then? I mean, especially you, if you the US, you. if Exxon, especially if Exxon tells the Biden White House, we're not going anywhere. And the Biden White House says, no, you stay put because this might lead the way to a regime change. I mean, how do you solve yes, this? Uh, you, you solve it by persuading the Guyanan government in its own interests to call this thing off and to agree to negotiate with Venezuela, which is 
I mean, there have been apparently negotiations of one form or another going on for 24 years, but it seems that they've never really, uh, um, they've never, never really got underway because from my understanding of it, and again, I may be wrong about this, but my understanding is that Guyana has never really been interested in negotiating with Venezuela because it is the country in possession and it actually controls this territory. So I think what the Guyanans need to do is to sit down with Venezuela. The BRIC states, the other Latin American states, could help. And the Guyanans need to sit down and come to a final agreement with Venezuela about, about this territory. Now, it's two-thirds of Guyana's territory, so you know, I can understand why the Guyanans don't want to hand it over to Venezuela. That would clearly be more than they could possibly agree to. But they could come to agreements with the Venezuelans about how to develop this region in a way that, you know, acknowledges perhaps some form of Guyanan sovereignty over it. I mean, there are examples of this. If we talk about the Arctic, there's an island, uh, Spitsbergen, which at one point was disputed between Norway and Russia. And many, many, many decades ago, uh, an agreement was reached between the Norwegians and the Russians. It's still in effect, it's still operating, whereby um, Russia recognised... Norway's sovereignty over Spitsbergen and um, Norway in return um, recognised Russia's rights to conduct economic development in Spitsbergen and there is in fact well Svalbard is what I believe the, Rus the Norwegians called it. and there is in fact a Russian town on this island and the Russians do conduct, but well, they used to conduct coal mining. I don't know what they do now. But anyway, they, do, they, they still have a presence there, an economic presence there. And that diffused that particular crisis. So maybe something similar could be negotiated over this issue. And it would be in Guyana's interests to do that. And perhaps instead of American oil companies, you could find other ones. Brazil, yeah, Brazilian well, I, oil companies, I think, they do exist. Exactly. I was going to say that. I, I, I think it may not even be so much the actual territory, but the territorial yeah. waters. Yeah. That yeah. is the real yeah. um, sticking exactly. point in all of this. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, so, can, you, can find, you can find ways. If there's goodwill, ways can be found. The, the problem is Exxon. It's not going to be happy about that. Yeah. Well, there and we the are. neocons I mean, are not going to be happy about that. Well, there we uh, are. But a I mean, sit you know, down uh, between uh, Guyana and Venezuela. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, well Brazil exactly. could probably but, move things along. Brazil can move things along. Uh, probably the other Latin American states can also. And you know, the, this this is a um, problem which calls for a solution. And I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm sure it can be found. Let's hope. All right. We will leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rockfin, and Twitter X. And go to the Duran shop. 20% off. Use the code the Duran20. Take care.